Welcome back to Tuesday with Tim, the podcast that touches on all things related to brain injuries among children and those who have been inspired and impacted by my son, Luke. My guest today is Keila Ketcherson from Ropesville, Texas. Keila, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tim, for having me. I appreciate the invitation. Keila, do me a favor and take me back to that moment when you heard that your daughter, Callie, was in a car accident. Okay. Um, Callie's accident was on a Thursday night at 8.40, I remember. Um, It was a particularly, really, really busy week. We had just come home from the San Antonio Stock Show the week before, and it was a week for her of cheer tryouts, um, getting ready for the next stock show, and she was also um, in the midst of one-act play season. So, um, we were all exhausted. Uh, both of the boys' birthdays had fallen just days before that. So we had tried to squeeze in that celebration. And, um, on live 360 that evening, I noticed that she had left, uh, one act play at 820, which I was happy about because she had been at school since seven and, um, they normally practice till nine. And I thought, oh, well, I'm going to, and um, I'm going to get a hot bath going for her and she's going to get out a little early, get a little extra rest. So I get a notification on Life 360 that she's left the school. Um, and so I look down about 15 minutes later. Uh, she should have been home by that point and realized uh, she wasn't. And I could see the spot she was in. Um Sometimes Live 360 is not accurate. So I gave it a few more minutes and then uh, something in um, my mom gut said something was wrong. And so I just left the house. And um, sure enough, um, she was about three minutes from our home and she had had a single vehicle rollover. She was by herself and uh, she has no recollection of the accident. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, she had flipped her vehicle three times. Um, she had had dreams in the ICU about deer. So I don't know if maybe that's something that happened. Uh, some people um, after the accident had reported seeing that wouldn't be too unusual out where we live, you know. Um, but that is how uh, I, I didn't get the phone call. I don't know if that makes it any easier or any harder, um, but I did come up on the scene. So. And that uh, day, and that day was. Thursday, March 3rd, March 3rd. Mm-hmm. And, and Callie was 2022. Right. Last year. And Callie was how old? She was 16, a uh, junior. And after that, she's in the hospital Mm-hmm. and then was airlifted to Houston. Is that correct? Uh, she was uh, She was taken by helicopter from the scene to UMC. Um, we stayed um, two days there at UMC. Um, so she had, uh, I knew, you know, that we knew she had taken a, a, a pretty severe blow to the head, to the right side. Um, she had a broken jaw. Um, and had broke her pelvis. Um, So for the two days there at UMC, 
of course, you guys know, or you know the the language here, but they were watching uh, swelling in the brain and brain bleeding. And luckily she had none of that, but she had suffered um, a right carotid dissection. And um, about um, the middle of the second day that we had been at UMC, what happened was her hemoglobin and hematocrit dropped drastically and that signaled that she was bleeding somewhere. And the only place that they knew she could be bleeding from was the fractured pelvis. So at that point, they had to stop the blood thinner that was protecting the right carotid from forming a clot. Um, and Tim, when that happened, is that's when she had a stroke. And that's when uh, the team at UMC decided that her care uh, was more advanced and that they uh, they advised us to to try to get into Texas Children's in Houston. And we had about 30 minutes to tell our boys um, and say goodbye to family. And uh, she and I flew to Houston in the middle of the night. And you spent? 102 days in Houston. And I visited you in April of last yes. year. Yes, sir. Just a couple of weeks after. Yes. If you could describe the first couple of weeks, what you saw, what you didn't see, what you were told, and okay. then and then the improvement that was made following. Yeah. Um, so um, I do distinctly remember seeing your face and uh, appreciated that you took time uh, to talk to Tanner and I. Um, it's shoes that no parent ever wants to walk in. I can know that you agree with me and to know that there's someone in the room with you who knows the gut-wrenching, excruciating pain that you're feeling is just an automatic bond. I think you'll agree with me on that. And mm -hmm. um, so um, anyone who's been in a traumatic accident and has had anyone in the ICU know that it's uh, it's just so touch and go. It's um, three steps forward, three steps back, back and forth all the time. She was um, extubated and had to be reintubated. Re she suffered pneumonia, infections. Um, it was, I felt like it was, I, I lived hour to hour for uh, seven to eight solid weeks, not really knowing what her prognosis was or not really knowing what the next hour would bring. Um, I was told that um, there would be deficits because of the right-sided stroke. So I didn't know, and you don't know, every brain injury is a brain injury in itself. They're all different. You, you don't know what the prognosis looks like. So um, I feel like those days at, uh, at Texas Children's, we're just um, dealing with one hour at a time. So, um, you know, eventually we did do um, a trach and a feeding tube because we knew, and I knew I had actually been a dietitian in an ICU setting before. I knew, I knew we were going to be here there for a while. Um, so. Um, 
you know, she battled and, and fought her way through those obstacles. And, and we eventually did end up in, in inpatient rehab for four weeks at Houston before we came home. So then we started to kind of learn what life was going to look like for us. And those, um, and those four and, weeks of therapy, mm-hmm. um, PT, OT, speech, um, what, yes. did you, what did you see from those therapies? Um, well, I mean, things that I knew about Callie before were magnified. I knew she was a fighter. I knew, um, I and mean, I knew all along, um, and I, it's hard because I'm very much a science person. Um, I read a lot, I research a lot, but I knew... Um, I ignored a lot of those things and even stuff that that doctors told me. And I know that you feel the same way. I knew that these people didn't know my Callie and they didn't know my God and that I could be told stuff. But I I ultimately know who's the great physician and who's in control of this. And I know Callie's willpower and fight. So um I mean, I'm not going to deny it. It, It's hard because she had to learn what had happened to her, what she was missing, uh, which is big for her. She's a big social person and uh, what she, what was left behind. She missed home. She missed her brothers, but she knew what she had to do to get home. And that was to participate and work hard in all these therapies. So of course, immediately we knew that there was going to be a left side deficit that she would have to learn. I mean, I, I remember initially it took three of us to walk her down the hall a few steps. Um, and her jaw was wired shut for eight weeks. So she was, uh, it sounds strange, but she was learning to eat again. Um, everything hurt. She was exhausted. Um, she went through a period with, uh, anxiety of just dealing with everything. And, uh, she was nauseous and throwing up for about 15 solid days and nights and, and had cat scans from head to toe. And, and, and we just determined that it was ultimately anxiety, just trying to cope. So the day that she came back to Lubbock. Uh-huh. I knew that there was a, a a a big welcoming, but now coming back home and starting this new life, taking care of her while also taking care of your boys, how was the dynamic of the family at that time? Well, um, I tell you, um, coming home was the most precious thing that I can ever imagine. I will never, ever forget the feeling of having all five of us in our home again. Um, You never know. Um, I mean, we all take life for granted daily, but you never know what it feels like to have it all stripped away and to be separated like that for all those months. So um, me, Callie, and the boys slept in the same bed for like five days. We were just so thankful and so happy to bring her home. Um, but it was hard. It was, um, she came home in a wheelchair, um, partially on a walker, but, uh, learning medications. Um, thankfully she did not come home with a Traeger feeding tube. So, um, I did not have to learn. I, I did learn 
I did go through the classes because I thought that's what we were going to do. But um, so it's uh, it's medications, it's uh, caring for her, um, all the things that she couldn't do for herself anymore. And like you said, juggling that with two active younger brothers and um, trying to figure out how uh, we were going to get back into therapy and how we were going to finish her junior year of high school. Uh, she missed nine weeks of school and she was determined that she would start her senior year with her senior class, the kids that she had been with since kindergarten. So it was a lot. <laughs> and here we are now a year and a half later. I can't wait for you to describe how that little fighter is doing. Oh man. Um, it's just a true miracle from God. Um, she did graduate with her class on time. Um, she did half days of, of her senior year and half days at therapy every day for, um, her senior year and graduated. And, uh, this fall she started South Plains college. Um, she's taking 15 hours um, she's not even using a cane anymore. She's making her way through college without it. Um, she has become a leader for the Baptist student ministry out at South Plains and, um, is just, uh, you know, I'm just really proud of her. She's, uh, she's just handled, um, the priorities of, of studying and balance that with, friendships and um just uh every day is just a, a a miracle i mean that's what i think of every single morning when i see her face is well, she is a living miracle and that, and that beautiful smile that she has <laughs> yeah you, you mentioned her younger brothers tell me about the boys yeah. okay so um ty is 14 he's a freshman at ropes and rylan is 11 and he is a sixth grader at ropes and um I think that, you know, with the girls that um, maybe the siblings, um, I'm not going to say they get pushed to the side, our community community and you have been wonderful to my boys, but I think sometimes the emotional toll um, that they have been through, that all the things that they have been through is is less noticed because people focus, of course, on, focused on, on Luke and, and you and Jenny and um, and on Callie, but they've been through a lot too. And so, um, they've been great. They, I couldn't, I mean, I have the best in-laws and, uh, and my mom who they never skipped a beat and they still don't and helping me get everybody where they need to be, um, and help me, helping me keep all boats afloat in our house. But, uh, they're fantastic. They're, they're both playing football right now. Um, and active in, at ropes and in our church and, and they would do anything under the sun for their sister. So it is just, we were close before, but the closeness now is just, it's just different. You know, my three girls are similar to your boys and that everything was about Luke, not only mm -hmm. after, after the accident, but, but years later and right. I'm doing all that I can to make up for lost time with the girls because they they lost their brother twice. And but I also think that that something happened to them in that 
they understand empathy. They understand patience. They have a, a different perspective of love and fight. And I assume that is the case also for your wonderful boys. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, um, and, the, and those are valuable life lessons that I, that I am glad that they have, they will carry those. Um, and I, you know, I see it in their actions and how they treat others. And, um, and I know, um, that you can relate. It's also hard because they had to grow up overnight themselves and they had to realize that things do happen in life and things do happen to people and it's, you know, people that we love and it's hard. And um, yeah, it, it, it definitely is very hard on the siblings. I think that sometimes gets forgotten in the, in the mix. You know, Keila, you are a remarkably strong and and positive woman. What have you what have you learned about yourself since this happened? Oh gosh. Um that oh gosh. I don't even know where to start. Um I've learned that I can't do it all on my own. Um I would say I'm not a controlling person, but I like to have organization. Uh, and I, I'm not, I don't want to use the word control. I like things to be organized. I like to know what's coming. And um, ultimately, none of us do know. And um, I talked about, uh, you've talked to me about having moments of clarity. And um, I remember a moment of clarity for me. Uh, very specifically at Texas Children's, uh, it was her first CT scan to see how, how the right carotid was looking. And um, just getting her to the room to do the CT with the ventilator and all the machines was a process of about two hours. And it was so overwhelming. I felt like I had run a marathon. Um, and just to see your child fighting for their life and knowing and feeling so helpless. Um, but I remember sitting there, there in that CT scan, praying for the best outcome and thinking, God, I can't do this. I can't do this alone. I can't do anything in life alone. And I'm sorry for the the times that I have not given it all to you. But in that moment, I'm, I'm, I, I surrender. I give it all to you, God. Um, and since we've come home, um, it was difficult for me before to ask for help from other people, even my mom and my mother-in-law who are wonderful and would do anything for me and, and the kids. Um, but I have, I've had to, I, you know, have a full-time job and, um, three active kids and just being able to, to, to ask for help. So, um, and you just, as, as you know, you just keep putting one foot in front of the other every day. And you've done that so well and uh, with such grace and, and class and Thank look forward. You. I look forward to seeing those boys and talking, <laughs> talking football with them and, oh, yeah. and seeing Callie. Yeah. And uh, one of my special moments um, was when I went to the kids school and spoke at the FCA and, yeah. and Callie was there and the boys were there and, and, she has come such a long way, and and I believe, and I know you believe that, uh, and you use the word surrender, and it, it took me, in some ways, 
eight years to do that. Um, to it's one thing to have faith, but it's another thing to surrender. Yes. Um, and 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 you've done that, and 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 God has had a huge hand in in with Callie and and with your boys and your family as well as as ours. And so, um, I just want to thank you for for your support of Team Luke Hope for Minds and your willingness to share the journey. And and um, I just. I have so much admiration for you and your family, and, and I wish you the very best moving forward. Well, thank you so much, Tim. And you're and you have been an inspiration to me long before I even knew you. And I had mentioned that uh, before, but everyone should know that you made me a better parent. And um, because Callie and Luke were the same age, your story grabbed my attention. Um we had some mutual friends. I had actually seen Luke on the baseball field before as a little owl. I don't know if you remember. I know you remember that team. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it, uh, it's funny how these things, how people come into your lives. But um, just, yeah, him being the same age and knowing, gosh, things things like this happen and trying to think uh, what you were going through. But it made me... Um, it made me feel blessed for every moment because you, you, you don't know what's ahead. So um, I'll always be appreciative for you reaching out to Tanner and I, and um, just being there for just, just the hug alone is all you needed to do, but Mm -hmm. just to sit down and talk to us that day and and start a friendship with our family. So we, uh, we really love and appreciate you. Thank you, Keela. Thank you so much. And uh, you'll always be in my prayers. Take care. Thank you. You too.